Hello and welcome to season two of the Life at Leighton podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. Here at Leighton UK, we know our people are more than just their job. The careers of our people are part of their unique lives and who they are as a whole person is what fundamentally contributes to their success and the success of our business. In the podcast, we'll spend time with one of our exceptional people from across the business. And in each episode, we'll look to explore the people behind the job titles, the unique and brilliant stories that make them who they are. To kick off season two, we welcome Kevin Kai to the podcast. Kevin is a business development manager in our Edinburgh office, and he has spent the last few months in preparation for one of the most gruelling physical challenges anyone could think to take on, the Ironman in Hamburg this coming June. I'll let Kevin tell you his story, But this is no ordinary race, and his drive to push himself to the extreme is all in aid of raising money for a very worthwhile charitable cause. If you want a little motivation to push yourself out your comfort zone today, Kevin has got you covered. Well done, and best of luck, Kevin. We're all very proud of you taking on this mammoth journey and choosing to create positivity in the face of personal loss. And thank you all for tuning in. Grab yourself a coffee, and get ready to be inspired by the people that are late in the UK. Hello, Kevin. Welcome to the Life at Leighton podcast. Thank you for sitting down to talk to me and kick off our second season. How are you today? Hi, Sarah. Um, good, yeah. Tracking well through the week. It's, it's Thursday now, so there's no complaints on, on my end. How are you getting on? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Have you got your eyes set on the weekends? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, obviously, it's freezing cold, so there's not much to do outside at the moment, but still. <laughs> so we are here today to talk about your up-and-coming Ironman in Hamburg. Do you want mm-hmm. to start us off today by telling us what inspired you to take on the challenge of an Ironman and how the idea to do it for charity came about? Yeah, of course. So obviously, uh, fitness has always been a, a kind of staple of of my you know my life in terms of keeping myself fit in the gym and, and doing a bit of a bit of weightlifting through sports from a, a young age. And um, I'd always wanted to set myself like a, a a kind of serious challenge. And I say serious when I say that I mean something that's above and beyond the norm. And um, but I never really had an idea of how to to do that or what kind of situation would lead to doing that. Unfortunately middle of last year a close friend of mine that I was friends with throughout university and and most of my adult life had got involved in an incident and sadly passed away and it was a really tough time obviously for myself after he he'd passed away we found out that that obviously in England you need to sign up to be an organ donor which he'd actually done and his organs had gone on to save the the lives of four individuals I'd kind of sat on on that and mulled it over for a while um, and then that kind of desire to do something big and also wanting to do something positive off the back of such a kind of horrible experience and um, channeled into wanting to, to do an Ironman to, to raise money for that. Um, obviously, there hadn't really been an opportunity to do something as big as that before that gave, gave me kind of the drive. Um, I, and I found that from from obviously that that experience. Yeah, I mean, I think taking on the challenge of an Ironman like drive is what you need because it's Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to explain to the listeners what an Ironman involves yeah yeah of course so um I had absolutely no clue at the start as well to be honest for anyone that that, that is listening and doesn't have a clue um so it's a a 2.4 mile swim um followed by 112 miles on the bike and a marathon to finish so for myself I could lift 
a decent bit of weight in the gym, but in terms of endurance sports, I have I had absolutely no experience when I'd, I'd signed up. I think any one part of that journey is mm-hmm. a huge undertaking, yeah. uh, but to do it together is just incredible and an amazing achievement. And I think that it's it's amazing to see you've turned a negative experience into something positive uh, for yourself yeah. and, and for charity. So mm-hmm. as we've discussed, like an Ironman is no joke, but mm-hmm. I'd be really keen for you to share some insights into your training routine and kind of the physical and mental preparations that you've had to undertake to prepare yourself for the race. Yeah, I mean, initially the the mental position of it was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to sign up. I just kind of came home. It was actually in the office one day. I was speaking to the boys in the office about it and they're like, you're mad, like blah, blah, blah. Um, but usually when people tell me not to do something, it's, it's a, it's, it almost inspires me to want to do it more. Um, so booking it was the first kind of obstacle. Once I had it booked, it was accepting that this was going to get done. Um, I, I reached out to a, a local coach in the Edinburgh area who, who kind of spoke me through what's going to need to be done. I couldn't really turn back at that point, but he talked me through it. Um, and from there it's been onboarding the three individual aspects of training across, you know, my, obviously my work and week and trying to balance a social life. So that started pretty light with some testing and getting base levels, um, which weren't great, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but what's over the kind of, after the Christmas period coming back, for example, things are really heated up. So a, a day in the life would be kind of, you know, up in the AM to get into the pool um getting through my usual working day which is the highlight obviously <laughs> and then um, getting into a, a night session um throughout the week and then the weekends are, are spent with kind of longer based uh runs and cycles which is um it's been rewarding actually is the word i'd use i'm really glad that you're enjoying the process because i say that I think... now by the way <laughs> <laughs> not at the start that's, I say it now, I'm saying, see down the line when it gets even more intense, come back to me then and see if I'm still enjoying it as much. Yeah, I mean, it's a complete shift in your training style. Um, and <laughs> regardless of, you know, you said you've always been quite passionate about, you know, keeping active and keeping fit, but it's a completely different sort of training altogether. And <laughs> putting myself into that mindset, like, it, it's great that you're getting something from it because I know that you get quite tied to the way that you like to train and it, and you mm-hmm. get something from it that way, but to completely change it. So when we say that you didn't, you know, your baseline levels weren't great to start with, do you want to give people an understanding of kind of where you started and how long the journey is before you're actually going to run your race? Like, what does yeah. that ramp up look like? Um, at this point, so obviously at the start, it was like, it was trying to get that base level so my coach could understand where I was at. Um, right now, I'm probably kind of building up to building up distances and starting to to do brick training, which is implementing one exercise, one movement into another. Um, to be honest, it's a learning curve for me as well because I have I don't have much idea to be honest what the the next couple months are going to look like, and I'm not going to ask because I think it's better just to kind of get you know the plan through and just get it done. Um, there's no point in dreading it or looking forward to it. It's it's going to need to to get done either way but I will say so far in the experience the one thing that I've I've taken from it is obviously you know it's a bit of a cliche but you do grow when you're out your comfort zone and I put myself out of my comfort zone booking this and since then it's been really positive so it's inspired me to kind of you know take that step if you need to. So how long has the journey been so when you first spoke to that coach and then how <laughs> long until your Ironman like how many so, months? So we're talking like September time was the time when I'd, I'd kind of like, the, the, you know, made 
made the plan to do it um so say october like from october we started training um, and then the race is at the start of june um but i would guess that the kind of may time leading up to the race won't be a time of much training it'll be keeping myself you know safe and and, and reasonably you know ready um, so you're probably talking like i don't know seven eight months of of training and when you spoke to your coach is that like a normal time for someone to take a journey from <laughs> almost like not much endurance at mm-hmm. all to being able to run an Ironman I actually asked this question on the phone when I was looking to, to try and find someone to, to help me with this journey and he said the first answer he gave me was that there is no normal because anyone that does these Ironman uh, are not normal people because it's obviously crazy as it is and um, but <sighs> I, I mean, he said, he just said it's possible if you've got the, you know, the, the motive that you do and whatnot it is you get out what you put in again. It's another cliche saying, but like, it's the truth, you know, is uh, there's probably no set time. I'd say eight months from nothing to, to race is probably quite tight. Well, I'd like to think so anyway, because um, it's tough. But yeah, I think that that time frame is, is probably, it's a, it's a sharp one. Yeah, it's incredibly impressive. And I think a lot of it will just be down to you driving mm. it and you committing to the process because it's there's probably a lot of points in time where you it would be easier to give up but you're committed to it so it says a lot for your character completely um, do you want to tell us more about the charity that you've chosen what mm-hmm. motivated you to support this particular cause and um how can the listeners contribute or or get involved yeah i mean as i touched on the the charities, the NHS Blood and Transplant Charity, because obviously through that time of, of grief for everyone that, that knew Matthew, um, it was a really dark time. And some light that came out of that at the end was that he'd obviously saved, like, you know, the, the lives of younger individuals, older individuals and um, through being an organ donor. Um, now, the NHS Blood and Transplant Charity, you know, like you never know when you're going to need an organ you, you never you can't forecast anything like that you never know when a loved one's going to need one so i think it's a, it's a great organization to back and um, in terms of the link for for donating i've got my own personal link which is on my my kind of social media and my linkedin um but happy to to distribute that obviously internally um a lot of people are saying to me well we'll wait till you've actually done you know a bit more work <laughs> um or even post race which i think is completely fair because nothing's actually been done yet but yeah I'll, I'll definitely get something distributed um so that people can can have a read and potentially donate yeah so obviously hopefully our our colleagues who listen to this will will back you and i think that the effort that you're putting in over you know the the race is one thing but this is a long journey and Mm. the journey is probably really grueling and it's a grueling eight month journey or six month journey for you before you actually hit race day so I think that that in itself uh, would deserve a little bit backing from our peers but we also Mm. share our podcast with our external talent community and and candidates that we consider life at Leighton so I'm Mm -hmm. hopeful that maybe a few of them would like to support you as well yeah I think I don't know about you but I think this would be a great opportunity as well to say if you've ever thought about being an organ donor to get signed up to the to the register yeah it's a good question now i might be wrong here so don't quote me on this but i'm i, I believe that in scotland you're actually automatically an organ donor yeah. um which if, if i wasn't i would now have obviously signed up i mean you don't really think you you take you never really think about these things until they happen it's one of those things but completely um i mean look at the, the impact that you can have on someone else's life it's it's mad um, yeah. and as i said you never know you never know who or when do you know what i mean is gonna gonna need that help that's why i think it's such a, a good charity to be back in 100 percent. and i think it's often people 
maybe would have wanted to have supported that cause, but they never mm. got round to signing up or something. And even from the you mentioned that it supported you and, and Matthew's family and friends through the grief is that there's something exactly. positive that's come out of the back of it. So if it's something anyone's ever thought about, I would I would definitely encourage them to to get signed up if they're not already um part of 100%. the register in Scotland. So how has Leighton UK and the businesses in your network been involved or supportive of your Ironman journey? So when I was brainstorming the fundraising, I wanted a way, to, wanted to find a way to kind of get the, the the fundraising off the ground, and the the kind of entrepreneurial idea I had was to offer companies and local business owners the opportunity to to sponsor the tri suit and have their branding on it for kind of, for the race and and you know any any photos or anything after obviously being situated on it. And I got a good response, you know, I've got. It ranges from my local barber who's backing me, uh, the, the gentleman who owns the local Indians backing me right up to, to kind of CEOs that I know from from home, um, which has been which has been brilliant. Um, so we're hopefully going to get the kit made at the end of this month, which I'm happy to obviously share photos of. Um, but I'm really thankful for those companies because they're they're what really lifting the bulk of the the fundraising up. Um, later, on the other hand, have actually offered, which is brilliant, to purchase and design the the tri suit um which is which is really really good i'm really happy about that and um, so that will involve the kind of primary sponsor obviously being Leighton um and the nhs blood and transplant charity and then all of the the other companies being kind of you know subsequently down the arms and the the legs of it so i think i'm quite excited to see what the the kit will look like when it comes out yeah, I mean, it sounds awesome. I think you'd mentioned to me before it was kind of like similar to our Leighton sailing team style, which is mm -hmm. pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, that was the kind of that was the idea I'd had um, a nice color scheme and, and get the, the sponsors similarly located. Yeah, that's fantastic. So embarking on an Ironman is obviously a significant personal undertaking. How have you felt this journey's impacted you on a personal level and what lessons have you experienced along the way? Uh, well we spoke I, I mentioned that kind of like stepping out of your comfort zone and I think that really is where uh, where growth does happen and in, in, you know a lot of aspects of life so the main thing would be that already I now understand that I'm capable of a lot more than I thought I was that's a physical that's on a physical and a mental level and um, you know the physicality of it I'm, I'm reaching grounds and distances that I wouldn't have dreamt of doing before and um, which is brilliant but I think in terms of the main thing is it's that mental resilience. You're know, working in, you know, it kind of reinforces the fact I'm in the right job as well because it shows I do have that that resilience. And I think a lot of people probably doubt their own resilience. But as I said, until you put yourself in a situation where you can really kind of meet that, you know, that block, you don't know. Um, so in terms of lessons about myself, it's just kind of inspiring me to do more because when you push yourself you really probably will get there and what's the worst that's going to happen you're probably going to fail try again and do it anyway do you know what I mean so I love that and yeah I completely agree with you you're you're taking on an extreme sport like it's in probably one of the most extreme <laughs> extreme <laughs> sports that you can do and and if anyone who competes in extreme sport or takes part in extreme sport I think you learn very quickly that the mental side of it is actually is is a huge yep. part of the game like your body will do what your mind tells it to so it's mm -hmm. just learning that you if you commit to yourself that you're going to do something keeping up that commitment and the discipline that you need to be able to do that it's uh it'll push you forward and mm -hmm. as you say like I love that you've kind of walked away with this 
and being able to transfer that into other areas of your life like your like your career and say you know what mm-hmm. i am doing the right role because i am resilient and i'm yeah. you know have the ability to persevere i think it's fantastic mm-hmm. so what would your advice be for someone that is thinking about challenging themselves to something completely out of their comfort zone yeah it's honestly just just give it a go do you know what i mean like the whether it's someone listening to this podcast who's considering getting a job at Leighton doesn't know if they're resilient enough for it whether it's someone wanting to run a marathon for for a specific cause or whether it's someone that just wants to get up and go to the gym and for whatever reason they're struggling i think to be honest it's just really doing it it's such a cliche but like the truth is the truth you just have to get up you have to give it a go and like there's the first time I got in a swimming pool for this Ironman training, I, I genuinely done three lengths. I went up with my flatmate. We got in the pool and I was like, right, let's do this. Um, considering the total lengths were like hundreds, I got in the pool. I was like, right, let's give us a bash. And like after three lengths, I looked at him and I was like, mate, I'm just not cut out for this. <laughs> um, so I'd say just get out, just do it. Um, you know, if something's not for you, it's not for you. But there's literally no harm. In it. There's no harm in giving it a go anyway. Yeah. And you're always going to be the very worst at something the first time you try it so it's, mm-hmm. it's trying it and exactly from there perfect Completely. last question actually i have for you before we kind of mm-hmm. wrap up mm-hmm. so do you have a funding target or an idea in your mind what you're going to raise what you like to raise yeah so i'd set the initial funding target uh at about two thousand well not at about two thousand pounds at two thousand pounds um so we've actually exceeded the target and i'm up at about two thousand eight hundred pound at the moment uh i have no i've got no limit on where i want I, i'm not gonna i'd like to hit about four grand now that i'm at two and a half but i'd like to hit four grand Um, i think that's a, a really generous amount of money to bring from from the work i've put in Um, so yeah that'd be a good amount to hit I think you're going to smash it. I hope Four so. Grand. I really hope. Let's yeah, do that's it. the goal. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's going to be such an impactful amount of money to be able to donate to to your charities. It's it's not just the money. I think the main thing for me is, you know, the money will, will go a long way, but it's the inspiring other people to do things for the charity of their choice as well. Because, you know, if, if one other person ends up doing a fundraiser for the NHS blood and transplant charity and that leads on and on and on, you know, the, the fundraising will keep coming. So although the figure looks like a nice prize amount of money, it's just kind of raising that awareness as well. So make sure people keep doing it. 100%. And look, if we inspire one person down south to get signed up to the register and they that's save it. lives, like that's, that's incredible as well. Completely, yeah. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything else that you wanted to shout about before we end the podcast? Nah, not really. Just whatever it is that springs throughout. If you've been listening to this podcast, there's probably been something that sprung to mind that you've been wanting to do that you haven't done. So let this be the the opportunity for you to just get up and go do it is what I'd say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's people feeling pretty inspired. I mean, I mean, <laughs> maybe I'll go try and run. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's incredible, and you should be really proud of yourself, Kevin. Honestly, this is a, a an exceptional challenge to set yourself, and for all the reasons that we've already said, like I think you're making a huge difference, and again, turning a terrible tragedy, what's happened with Matthew, into something mm-hmm. incredibly positive. That's so meaningful. So well done. Let's get the job done. Let's do it. Let's do it. So thank you again, Kevin. 
really amazing chat I've really enjoyed this and, and thank you to everyone for listening along at home I hope that you all got something from this conversation um, I know I did we're going to be back in a few weeks time with our next episode but until then if you're one of the members in our talent community and you're interested in finding out more about what the future might look like at Leighton UK please do reach out to one of us here in the talent acquisition team I'll put my contact details in the description below or check out our careers page for the roles that we have live currently we'll be back in a few weeks thank you again Kevin for sharing your story and thank you all for listening in this has been the Life at Leighton podcast <laughs>